G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Always look forward to Tuesday because Tuesday is a day we get to touch base with Ron Ross, who's been scouring the headlines overnight for the latest breaking news that has to do with Israel and really the broader Middle East. All of the activity that's going on that we're interested in as Christians because we see the people of Israel as God's chosen people and he hasn't finished with them yet. Ron Ross, a special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with some fairly controversial headlines surrounding the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, He's expanded his own legal team as his criminal indictment announcement looms. Yeah, he's beefed up his defence team, hiring prominent defence attorney Penny Rubin, a statement from his office said on Sunday. Rubin has previously represented a number of high-profile clients including Arnon Milchan, a movie producer named as having given Netanyahu hundreds of thousands of Israeli shekels worth of champagne and cigars in one of the three corruption investigations against the Prime Minister. Rubin will join attorneys Navot Benzer, Ahmed Haddad, and former Tel Aviv District Court Judge Oded Mudrik on the Prime Minister's defence team. Attorney General Avakai Mendelblatt is currently reviewing the cases and weighing whether to announce an indictment against Netanyahu before April's national elections, which the Premier has called on him not to do. Media reports have indicated that Mendelblatt will announce his decision on a possible indictment pending a hearing later this month. Well, he'll be busy defending his own reputation and as he turns around to another desk and another set of reporters, he's also defending the nation of Israel. Now, Benjamin Netanyahu's warned Iran of their last revolution day after threats came from the Iranian regime. Yes, a senior Iranian revolutionary guards commander celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Iranian revolution on Monday threatened to raise Tel Aviv and Haifa. Prime Minister Netanyahu took note and responded, saying, try it, and it will be the last revelation day or revolution day the Iranians will ever celebrate. I do not ignore the Iranian regime's threats, but I'm not impressed by them either, he said. If this regime makes the terrible mistake and tries to destroy Tel Aviv and Haifa, it will not succeed but it will be the last Revolution Day they will ever celebrate. And they should take my challenges into account. Let's talk about a little bit of different style of justice to what we're used to here in Australia. During the last week, an Israeli teenager was brutally murdered. Now there are plans to demolish the home of the murderer. What does this story look like as it unfolds? Yeah, on Sunday, the IDF began preparations for the demolition of a home of a Palestinian man who confessed 
to brutally murdering a 19-year-old Israeli woman in Jerusalem last week, suggesting that security forces believed that the murder was an act of terror. Arafat Efeya, 29, was arrested near Ramallah on Friday on suspicion of murdering Ori Oshbacher while she was out walking in a forest in southern Jerusalem. It was reported that Arafia has confessed to the crimes and reenacted them for the police. Uh, there's also a call out of Tel Aviv for the death penalty to be imposed, and he didn't win any friends turning up in court yesterday smiling. Just before we move on from this one, Ron, is it the case that there is a sense in which if the home of a terrorist uh, is left standing, sometimes it's seen as something like a, a holy shrine or uh, some sort of a, a, a point of, of, uh, of victory for the terrorist? Uh, what's this whole thing about demolishing the homes of people who are terrorists? I think you've hit the nail on the head. It could, could become a shrine. But also it says to anyone who wants to commit an act of terror, there's no place for your family either. And uh, that's part of the penalty. Okay, let's tackle some more headlines. Uh, Trump advisor Jared Kushner is to lead a Middle East tour to push the long-delayed peace plan. How does this one look? Yeah, Kushner will travel to Middle East capitals later this month in a bid to garner backing for the White House-Israeli-Palestinian peace plan. Uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law is slated to visit Oman, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Qatar and the United Arab Emirates, where he is expected for the first time to reveal significant details of the two years in the making proposal. Kushner reportedly will focus primarily on the economic sanctions of the plan that are believed to include a major incentive for the Palestinians to re-engage in negotiation. Interesting to me, he's not talking to the Israelis and he's not talking to the Palestinians, but he's using the Arabs to bring pressure onto the negotiations. Oftentimes we talk about developments, uh, technology in Israel. They do have a reputation for technological innovation. Now there's some Israel-made goggles giving surgeons X-ray vision. What's this story? Yeah, this is amazing. Uh, I can't help my warped mind thinking about them being used uh, in security locations in airports, but however... Israel-based Augmedics has developed a set of goggles giving surgeons X-ray-like visualization capabilities. Augmedics developed an augmented reality headset for surgical procedures. Called X-Vision, the headset projects X-ray-like 3D visualization of the patient in real time, allowing surgeons to see through the patient's skin, muscle tissue and bone. The imaging is projected onto the surgeon's retina using the transparent display headset, allowing surgeons to simultaneously look at their patient as well as seeing the necessary navigation data without averting their eyes to a remote screen. Uh, that's a major and wonderful thing. But again, I see security forces using them eventually in checkouts. It might have all sorts of applications. Hey, we've been saving a very controversial one to last. Controversial within the broader church Christian community. 
because there's been for decades and perhaps even for millennia this question of what happens in last days, end times, and the formation of what we would know as Christians as one world religion. Now, there's been a Middle East visit, and the Pope and a Muslim imam have signed an interfaith covenant. How does this story look, Ron? Yeah, this certainly attracted my attention, and analysts are saying it's the beginning of the end times one world religion. Revelation 17 speaks of an end time church called the Great Prostitute. Even Matthew 24:24 warns of false Christs and false prophets, saying they will arise and perform great signs and wonders, leading astray even the elect, Matthew says. And an historic interfaith covenant was signed in the Middle East last week. Sheikh Ahmed al-Tayyib is considered to be the most important imam in Sunni Islam, and he arrived at the signing ceremony in Abu Dhabi with Pope Francis walking hand in hand as a symbol of interfaith brotherhood. But this wasn't just a ceremony for Catholics and Muslims. According to a British news source, the signing of this covenant was done in front of a global audience of religious leaders from Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and other faiths. In other words, there was a concerted effort to make sure that all of the religions of the world were represented at this gathering. According to the official Vatican website, A tremendous amount of preparation went into the drafting of this document and it encourages believers from all religions to shake hands, embrace one another, kiss one another and even pray. Uh, And uh, I really believe we need to be praying about these activities. Uh, This is so controversial, Ron, because, as you'll remember, decades ago, uh, when there was controversy within the broader church that would say uh, that somehow or other the Roman Catholic Church would emerge as, uh, in some respect, uh, sort of an evil empire. And, of course, as there's been developments and people have been able to look at Scripture and look at some of the events that are going on around the world uh, with the idea that there is a more close fit uh, to the biblical description of a evil empire of uh, religion, that that more closely fits with the Islamic-style religion. Now, what do we make of this idea that there might be a joint interfaith covenant uh, between uh, the Muslims and the Roman Catholic Church? Well, one comment that I read said that the, the New Age movement would gravitate to this unity. And it concerns me that a uh, Barna uh, study in America this week suggested that millennials, even Christian millennials, believe that evangelism is bullying. Uh, And it would seem to me that there is a huge effort uh, to curtail the expansion of Christ-loving faith. Uh, And I believe that this could be attractive to uh, those who are sitting on the fence and those millennials who want to be in love with everybody and continually throw out uh, the remark that we only enter into the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. There's no other door. Uh, He's the only way, and anyone who preaches otherwise is uh, an antichrist, in my opinion. (laughs) 
Well, there's going to be real controversy surrounding this and uh, no doubt we'll be trying to monitor that along. And, of course, it steps on toes within the Christian community. People will be divided over this issue and perhaps uh, we need to plan some uh, extra uh, opportunity to unpack some of the issues surrounding that and uh, perhaps a little more research uh, for what actually has taken place. Uh, Ron, always appreciate your insights. Thanks for bringing us this breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Appreciate you and we'll look forward to our next catch-up soon. Blessings to you. Thanks, Dale. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.